Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 242. It is just your pal, Brian. How's it going? You're probably wondering, where's Mario? Well, this is just kind of a wrapper. We're throwing around an interview that we both did last week. So I'm just going to say thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bum Podcast. You can go to our website, hit up our shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. If you want stickers, you can send us an email or go to Instagram and DM us. Also, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Valon, V-A-L-L-O-N dot S-T-O-R-E. They have sweet goggles and sunglasses, classic styles, maximum performance, originating out of Verbier, Switzerland, independent, family-owned, reasonably priced. With every sale, they will clean up one kilogram of plastic waste, free shipping in the U.S., express shipping available, and free returns. If you go there, use the code SKIBUM15 at checkout for 15% off. Also... Teresia, and this is foreshadowing for our interview, which is the whole episode this week. Teresia.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A. They have premium cold weather solutions. They want to create best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you're doing. They fully believe the idea that a good product can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize. I will be heading out shortly to Colorado, which is why this podcast is so short this week and why I wanted to get this out, (laughs) but I will be out there rocking my sorrel shell, which I am hopefully going to have posted Plenty of pics on Instagram. If you want 15% off, use the code TERRACEABUM, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Terracea. Thank you, Valon. Without further ado, let's roll right into it, the main topic. As I just mentioned, we had the pleasure of interviewing the founder and CEO of Terracea, Eric Hui. And want to just kind of pick his brain and see why he wanted to start an apparel outerwear company and how he did it and where he wants this to go. And we had a fun time chatting with him. So we think you're going to enjoy it too. Check it out. Here's Eric from Terracia. All right. And we have another very special guest interview this week. Now, we've been talking about our sponsor, Terracia, for months now. We've had nothing but great things to say. And now we are fortunate to have their founder and CEO, Eric Hui. Thank you, Eric, so much for joining us. And thank you for sponsoring the podcast. No problem. Th- thanks, Brian. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having us. And, you know, really appreciate you guys testing out the products, too. That's actually something that I really look forward to since I know you guys are always out there, you know, out and about skiing. So uh, excited to have you, have you guys try them out as well. Yes, yeah, sadly, it hasn't been the year of skiing that, you know, we're used to. But, you know, it's it's one right. of those years that it's it's what are you going to make of it? And we've been trying to make mm-hmm. the best of it. And I will tell you, Mario, you got to take your 
your beacon jacket to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is, I, you know, to get to Gatlinburg. I took it to Utah. Like everybody was oh, wow, seeing nice. me rocking that, that, uh, you know, the style. And it was, uh, everybody liked it. It was good. Appreciate it. I got yeah, po- all awesome. positive feedback. So between the Great. color and the, uh, and the stuff, you know, the, the design of it. Very nice. Oh, nice. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So Eric, so how has this ski and snowboard season been to you guys i know you're a you're a young company you're a small mm-hmm. company and you know it's it's one of those things we talked about with uh, the ski season it seems like a lot of the bigger right. mountains had more to lose and the smaller mountains had more to win so do you feel that was the same in the apparel and uh so, so how was the season for you guys um it's been a big season of change really for Terracia. um so the first couple of years when i started out we really were a direct online business so we were direct consumer but um, from a business perspective, we actually shifted more to a retail uh, wholesale model for this uh, past year, and that actually really helped us a lot. So um, for us, we've kind of like really worked on um, identifying key partners to work with and kind of starting to grow from a, a must, like a grassroots level. So we started out in Killington, which is kind of like our home base now. Um, a lot of nice. stores are out there. Um, and yeah, shout out to Killington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Killington, Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like um, my operations manager, Mike, uh, Mike Garcia, has been instrumental in helping us grow that territory. And um, as we begin to grow, you know, we start to kind of really kind of feed our products and lines into certain stores. And as we kind of continue to grow our lines, we can actually um, expand and kind of like get into different types of stores depending on what they want. So uh, it's it's been I would say it's a big season of growth for us. Um, you know, sales have been good. It's just you know I think the potential is much higher for next year once we kind of really hit the ground running. So yeah, for sure. And I know we've had some people reach out to us too, uh, saying yeah. that you guys are out of larges and a bunch of good stuff. We are actually, yeah, and uh, which is a good problem to have, right? Good problem to have. You start running out. Yeah, right? very much so. And you know, transparency. You know, um, up until this past year, I've really been a one-person company, so it's really a it's a big effort to start up, um, especially in this line of work, which is essentially manufacturing, which is a very big deal. So um, we did, we weren't able to actually make too many products, unfortunately. But you know, the good news is we the ones that we did make actually had very good reception. So um, we will make more largest in the future as we get our, <laughs> our demand planning kind of built out. Um, well, maybe they should just have to gain some weight to be an extra large, right? <laughs> or lose weight sure, to be yeah. medium. You know, I'm actually I'm a new dad, so I'm gaining that kind of dad weight right now. So congratulations I'm at some point. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. Eventually, you'll get sleep again. Yeah. So yeah, let me ask you. So the uh, the switch uh, to retail wholesale from mainly online, like what was that? Like, how did that, how does that happen? Like, did you just get into more retail spaces? Like, like, how did you go into that? It's, it's going to come full circle. So when we first started out, actually back in 2018 was our first year trying to get into retail. I did the whole circuit, went to Colorado, went to a lot of trade shows, trying to pitch the brand really without having sort of any um, network connections with buyers. And that was my biggest downfall. So in this industry, you really have to know people. And you actually have to kind of really network with the retail buyers. Kind of, it's it's a whole different process. So, me going in blind was a very big mistake. And from there, I sort of said, well, my only chance now to really do it is to go online. So, we try to sell online through our website. You know, we made some sales there, and we actually were on Amazon for a bit, which you know, unfortunately, that was kind of our only outlet at that point, since um, it is a it is a marketplace. People do buy products, look for products too. So, um, I found the hard way 
online is also quite difficult unless you have a very strong message and a very kind of differentiated product. So um, up until this past year, we've been just kind of chugging along with online sales. And um, it's really kind of this whole effort into Killington that kind of got us jumpstarted into um, into retail. I, I never considered it at first. I was like, well, I'll just kind of continue uh, this kind of like trajectory on our online channels. But it started to kind of move up. And, you know, with Mike's help, you know, um, he actually helped us a lot getting through some key accounts up there. And we nice. we actually, we've been doing really well actually in retail. And the biggest thing too is people get to try on the products, which is actually a big, a yes. big selling point from 100%. our uh, experience. Yeah. It's good because to yeah, hear that are, there is still a place for retail. People want to touch, feel, try. And exactly, yeah. it's also good to hear that you're, you're working with other companies, you know, like it's not like, you know, a zero sum game where people are out, you know, uh, you know, to yeah, everybody's helping each other. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, the yeah, standards definitely. definitely has that vibe to it, where everyone, everyone who's in it, kind of wants everyone else to do well because it's almost like you know, you kind of the rising tide raises yeah. all ships. Um, yeah, it, it's like definitely a cool vibe for sure. And you know, I come from a different I, before this whole project for Teresia. I, I did work in like you know a, a couple different industries, including like uh, pharma. So it's a, definitely a very different vibe than you know what I'm doing right now. And I, I like it. it it's, it's a very cool place to be, even though there's competition amongst other brands and you know retailers to it. it. It's like a it's like a very special place to be, which I appreciate. Nice. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna get into next. So, what is your history and background that made you wanna to get into this industry? <laughs> uh, it's a passion project. Um, you know, uh, on the website, I kind of listed my my brief history, and you know, I'm a pretty introverted guy by nature. So, I, is I don't that Teresia.com? Teresia dot com. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> Teresia.com. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, you know I, I, I'm from Hawaii, so a completely different environment and background from a lot of people um i actually didn't even start skiing till i was uh 20 21 so it's i'm, I'm a pretty late bloomer honestly uh, but the big thing that actually drove me to start teresia was kind of this um idea of like duality in some ways where i kind of felt like a lot of this these snow sports apparel um outdoor pieces had a lot of versatility and when i came to um, boston i lived i went there in 2010 uh that was actually the year they got 10 feet of snow i think which was interesting <laughs> oh so i think we know that, somebody that was living in yeah. boston at that time remember cody yeah. he hated it oh yeah <laughs> if you have to park your yeah, car on the street and he was traveling a lot he's like i couldn't park my car it's buried <laughs> couldn't find it <laughs> well there'd be things called space, space savers right that's something I, I learned where you know people uh, uh, like traffic cones and things like that oh, yeah. so. the chair the chair in the, your parking spot frozen hobo <laughs> yep, exactly. Whatever, whatever, whatever you have, man. <laughs> Throw it out, but anyways, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where I was wearing a jacket every day. And at the time I had a, a Burton jacket, actually, it was like a three in one jacket. So I was like, I love it. It's versatile. The mid layer didn't really work because it's like, you know, we dip it out, it comes up to your belly button. And it's like, well, well, it's not very functional. You sold it as being functional, but it's not. So yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I like the fact I was walking downtown. I, you know, I didn't have a car at the time. So I was walking from my apartment to, to work and, you know, the wind tunnels, snow, everything like that i'm like this is great because you know this thing keeps me warm and dry i like the functionality of it it's just it's, it was like a baby blue color with like a maroon and i was just like well not quite for the office place so the original idea was to make kind of more versatile pieces for a ski jacket and we kind of i, I kind of chose like this three-in-one concept because I, I i like the idea of kind of swapping layers in and out for performance so ideally you'd have different types of mid layers that you can kind of go in and out but down the road i figured out the the restrictions like the zipper length for example the mid layer you have to be very cognizant about and something where we're just layering 
uh, smartly, you can actually just replace an old thing. But that was kind of how we started. So the idea really was to make kind of more versatile, functional outerware that kind of looks nice and performed well. And we've kind of since evolved then. It's, it's a very simple message, but our idea now is really kind of this idea of duality where we have two actually two separate lines which are going to split towards. One is really ski snow focused and one's going to be kind of more uh, winter lifestyle, which are kind of the two passion areas for me uh, as the founder. But we're actually going to be bringing elements of the other lines into all the products we make for each line. So we'll have ski wear that's kind of a little bit more lifestyle tailored in some ways, and also like lifestyle wear that's also has elements of technical uh, performance and, you know, uh, things like that, you know, four-way stretch and waterproofness. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a cool concept that I think we're kind of moving towards, which I'm pretty excited about. It's very cool. Okay. So yeah, if you had like, you go into an office every day and you had to wear, you know, like a, a pretty formal jacket, you want to have a little bit of that element of right. like a fun ski jacket and maybe the functionality of uh, waterproofness that yeah. maybe you wouldn't get in a traditional, you know, kind of overcoat. Exactly. And, you know, there is a bit of like that area too, like, um, like tactical wear that's like, you know, stuff that's kind of more lifestyle friendly, but with Gore-Tex, for example, um, you know, there's a lot of different areas we can go towards, but my passion's always really been in outdoor wear. I, I love wearing, you know, ski jackets and just both skiing and off the, off the slopes too. So it's really, it's a really simple message, but it's just something I'm very passionate about. And I think we're kind of on that path to making better design, better looking and kind of like, you know, uh, functional outerwear, which I'm I love the concept because I've, I've been the guy that shows up to the professional office with the tie and yeah. not the suit jacket, but the, but the, the Columbia the jacket, you used know, to wear that Columbia yeah. jacket to work, right? Yeah. He used to wear that Columbia jacket to work all the time. And it was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not skiing. I'm going to the office, but you know, <laughs> well, you know, like all these black, hell out, so. like black puff, black insulating jackets, you know, it's become quite a common thing now, you know, like the Columbia fleece, the Patagonia uh, puffer, for example, yeah. puff. so it's like, it's become common to actually wear a piece of outer, it's almost like an accent to like your everyday wear. Yeah. So for me, that's really where my passion is too. It's just like, I love wearing stuff that's like, you know, in cold weather and just having it feel comfortable. So uh, we have a new line, by the way, of like puffers and um, light and midweight puffers that we're kind of evolving that line as well to include other products. But uh, so far, reception has been very good. Is we're that actually the doing juniper? The juniper it... and the cypress, which um, is a small note, we're actually renaming some of those styles just kind of for consistency in the brand. Uh, we're actually launching a uh, sort of like a black blackout collection next year, which is pretty cool. Oh, so nice. we got some uh, really cool uh, colorways that we're going to be kind of trying to phase in a little bit. And, you know, again, we're still kind of a bootstrap startup company. So unfortunately, we can't make everything under the sun, but we're trying to have a really tight, concise message in line that we'll kind of start building out over the next uh, two, three years or so. So Yeah, Mike showed me the puffer when he, oh, he, he gave me the jacket and it is so awesome. I am so looking forward it. to it checking those Thank out you, so, yeah. yeah you guys are doing doing beautiful stuff and you know it's tough to to differentiate but it's you know it's once you actually touch it and put it on like that like you you mentioned going yeah. from online to retail because anybody can set up an online shop how do you get people to find it that's the tough part but when you get into it a is. store people are walking around the store and if it has a good design nice colorway they're gonna go oh what's this take a look yeah. at it try it on what's this brand Terracia. oh this is cool i never heard of them and then they start exploring and checking it out and all of a sudden you have fans for life like that's yeah yeah and that's i that i can't imagine what, how hard that must have been just you know because it's almost like a leap of faith you have to take because again it really is online yeah. shop we we sell junk on our website too and it's like 
everyone's selling stuff, but how do you make people find it? So exactly. Yeah. It, it's a lot of work and, you know, it's a lot of brand recognition, which doesn't come easy. And, you know, unless you have like, let's say I had, you know, you're like Tom Brady, so you start wearing Teresia, then yeah, people start talking about it. Hey, what's the like that jacket Tom Brady's wearing, you know? Like, Mario's yeah, exactly. in Clearwater, Florida now, so he's not far from Tom. So oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, 20, 20, 2019 Tom, not, not, you know, Tampa Bay Tom. <laughs> congrats, but the books are, you know, Team. And we got Gronk too, um, so I don't, I don't know. They come yeah. as a pair these days. They do, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. But yeah, like some, something like that where, you know, we're trying to build up our brand from scratch and that's that's the hardest part. And the thing I realize now is retail supports online. So as we start getting a presence in stores, I'm learning that people have started to research us online. We've seen um, our website traffic uh, significantly go up even without ad spend. It's because people have seen our, our stuff around Killington. We get a lot of traffic from Vermont. Um from places that we, you know, we, we do have a presence in. So it does help a lot and something that we're kind of learning every day to kind of uh, adjust towards. I even like these women's jackets you have here. Like you have the the Lotus one. That yeah. looks like something that I could see my wife wearing in a nice, going to an office or something. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, stuff. thank you. It's pretty cool. We have like a little soft shell patch that actually is a little bit of a block, but it's tasteful yeah. enough where I think it doesn't stand out too much. So for me, it's all about balance and kind of like how it kind of all the elements kind of blend in. And when you try it on to it, like for me, it just like all the products just seem just right. I think that's kind of my, my concept. Just, you know, I like the idea of kind of making performance wear, but there are certain downsides to Cortex, you know, aside from cost, obviously, uh, sound and kind of the crinkling effect. Unless you really go to the top end Cortex, wishing, it's, it's pretty wishing sound. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we chose a pretty, a very, very nice three layer fabric for our shells. And we have another uh, really good fabric for the puffers too. Everything, everything is hand selected. So I go through all the vendors. Uh, I work with my designer very closely to kind of really pick and choose all the materials that go into our products. And it's really a labor of love. You know, it's like, I know we have products that, you know, everyone has, there's so many puffers out there, but something about our stuff does stand out. And it's, it's shown actually in the retail efforts that we have, you know, we've actually sold out certain uh, SKUs, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yep. So growing up in Hawaii. Yeah, and how, I know you kind of mentioned your, your in between one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Oh, sorry. You might have. I was going to continue on that one uh, topic. So you mentioned your Burton three and one and being in Boston. Was there like a specific moment or incident where you said, all right, I'm done trying to wear someone else's jacket. I am going to make my own, make my own outerwear line. Oh, there was. And to be honest, you know, this was a big passion of mine, but the biggest thing was I really just want to take a leap of faith and start my own business. That, that was a very big, honest story that I'm just like, you know what? I really want to try something on my own. And I did my research, but I didn't realize the hidden cost of kind of starting up such a business. It was a lot more than expected. And I think, you know, if uh, I were to kind of project early on, I would have been a little more careful about certain things. But it really was the fact better that you know, I just wanted to try too. down. Uh, excuse me? It's better off not knowing certain things, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> so now we're at that point now where we're like we're getting traction. People are hearing about us. We are getting web traffic. We are selling through products. But how to take that next step? So we're at that kind of pivotal stage where growth is going to be important. And that's something I'm trying to figure out on my own as you know, a new entrepreneur, essentially. My first company I ever started. Uh, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I'm the only one really that's started, went out on my own and started something, but it's been going and I'm very excited to kind of about our future. Really. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks. That's very good. All right. So I was going to ask, so coming mm -hmm. from Hawaii, was it like a shock going into the cold the first time? Like a nice yeah. Boston winter or something like that? <laughs> well, uh, actually I, was, I lived in LA for a couple of years. So my first winter really was, uh, I went up to, um, this place called, uh, Mount Baldy. Out in California, in LA, 
So okay. first time I remember, I remember that feeling too. It was, it was the smell of the air. I think that I, I was, was like, wow, this is like, it's different. It's crisp. So, um, I actually tried, uh, I tried snowboarding that first time and I hurt myself really bad. So, <laughs> and it was a couple of years break until I started again. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I just kind of, I really liked it. You know, I'm, I'm from Hawaii where it never gets, you know, below, honestly, like never below like 65, I'd say at most. Um, wow. So, and you know, it's tropical climates my whole, whole life, but something about it, I just, I like the cold and, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few people who I can actually tolerate the cold pretty well around here. Like my wife, you know, she, she grew up around here, uh, lived in Vermont, but she hates it. You know, she, she loves <laughs> bundling up. She's one Why of the would you leave Hawaii? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's going like, back, right? That's what she says. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, but you know what the cool thing too is Teresia as a name, I, I chose very carefully because, you know, I think it goes a little bit beyond the concept of just ski and snow, which is my passion and what I'm building the foundation on. But the other tenants that we kind of take from it are quality and kind of like us having a very careful attention to what we make and all the details that go into it. So the name itself means the solution for earth. And I think it can kind of go a long way towards being even a three season or maybe even four season company at some point, you know, being from Hawaii, I'm like surf stuff has been always kind of my jam, you know, like uh, Ruka, all these other brands that I like, kind of looked up to when I was growing up. Um, they do influence me in some ways and eventually want to kind of bring some of that into the branding message as, you know, a bit of my own, my own flair. So well, that's something cool. we're seeing now too. And this is something, uh, you know, I've, I've seen like certain companies now they've got like board shorts, like ski companies will have board shorts in the yeah. summer. I know ski the East, stole my idea and made a Hawaiian shirt last year and I had to buy both oh. colors because oh. all, I love <laughs> Hawaiian shirts both. like yeah. so much. So I, I had actually started designing a ski Hawaiian shirt, but they just went and you know did their thing. Yeah. Just did so, it. I like, stole your idea, Brian. That's it. Uh, they stole I, my idea. I, I could help you guys make some. I mean uh, I, <laughs> I got some nice. ideas. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Right. I I like, a line of ski Hawaiian shirts, ski and snowboard mm-hmm. Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, there was actually a brand in Hawaii growing up. I liked a lot called Island Snow. It was actually a shave ice company oh, where they made shave ice. Cool. You know, it's like the Hawaiian treat, but yeah. they actually made a line of shirts and always had like snow imagery. I thought it was pretty cool, but I was like, that name kind of stuck with me. And I'm like, oh, that could be kind of part of my story too. Nice. You know, that is cool. Ways. Yeah, it's like that yeah, um, the duality thing, right? Yeah, and a different perspective too, because, you know, a lot of founders who found companies in ski and cold weather outerwear that's their whole life you know it's like it's all about the mountains and just kind of growing up in frigid temperatures but it's interesting because i come from a completely different side and i was like what does this guy know about outerwear but i know it because you know i don't grow up around it so when i come here it's a almost like a fresh set of eyes i'm like well i kind of see things a little bit differently about what makes sense for kind of like um for people to wear so i think i do think that's an interesting perspective i guess yeah, yeah, people who've been in it for so yeah. long, they just kind of, they're almost, you know, like in a groove, like in a rut. If you do something, yeah. you know, enough times, you kind of keep doing the exact same thing because you're used to that. So, yeah, you have yeah, exactly. almost like tunnel vision. Like, I expect it to be a certain look way. look a certain way, right. But you like, know, we don't think about it the other way. No, we design, we, we, we design from scratch. It's like every line, every detail. Um, we're also pushing the button a little bit more on kind of progressive looks. So, you'll see that next couple of years, you'll see some pretty interesting kind of look and um, features on the products. But I think they're going to be cool and very tastefully done. Just How about a I Hawaiian like. pattern ski jacket for Brian? Oh, onesie. I think I might want to buy yeah. one of those. <laughs> I've seen someone make, I think Burton actually does make one of those. Um, ah. I've seen, ah. I, but you know what? I have the cred to do it, so I can definitely, you know, being from That's Hawaii, true. I can actually, you know, push that out and, and see it's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> Call it the Aloha line, right? Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Now, wasn't yeah. it funny? Like, could you imagine you're like you're, you now going back to you that day you snowboarded at, at Mount Baldy 
yeah. first time ever. And you're like, hey, man, just so you know, one day you're starting a ski and snowboard outerwear company. No way. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you're blowing your mind. Seriously. And it's also been a period of personal growth too. Like back then I wouldn't even think about starting a company. I was, I was very safe, very conservative, just kind of like, I just want to work at a company and get paid. That's pretty much it. But I don't know, something clicked and I'm just like, I, I want to make something for myself. And that, that's been sort of like my biggest drive is creating a, a brand. To do it. I mean, you're putting yourself out there. It's, it's really good to see, you know? Thanks Mario. Yeah. yeah it's it a lot of sacrifice and honestly a very supporting wife and family. That's, that's really the only key. You know, they, my wife's been very supportive of this whole journey, that's but good. the light is, you know, I see the light, which is, it, it, it's, it's going to be a very big brand, I think. And, you know, we're really doing the trade shows this year, uh, the correct way. I uh, actually hired my first employee, which is uh, a W2 uh, sales director. Uh, his name's Tom. He's been doing a lot of work to kind of really grow the brand and um, strategically kind of design what, where we'll be in kind of like three to five years. I think that's kind of the bigger, uh, the bigger message. So nice. Very cool. Yeah. And how has that affected you guys? I mean, I'm sure last, you know, February, 2020, you had this whole full yeah. roster of, you know, trade shows and in-person, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, meetings you were going to have, how have you guys had to pivot and, and ha- any kind of mentioned getting into to retail. And again, probably tough time too, when people are staying home it is. and not yep. doing stuff. Um, well, you know, um, that's okay. No, I'm just meandering on just, <laughs> just, um, just got to cut them off is what like, I do. Like, what, like uh, how are things going to be different now? Are you, like, is there certain things in person yeah. that is going to kind of really give you guys like another ability to get to the next level? Yeah, it, it, it was tough because, you know, with COVID and everything, uh, clearly retail was hit pretty hard. And, you know, we, we it's, it's interesting, interesting time to grow within retail, especially during such a pandemic. But, you know, I try to really kind of focus more online, too. Um, I worked with some people that were pretty talented in kind of e-commerce and growing marketing. And, you know, we really try to do this whole marketing campaign and kind of a branding message and into conversions, building out sales funnels, all that stuff. But we kind of really found we were undercut by some other brands, which I don't want to name, but they are, you know, priced a little lower, but have a lot of more marketing budget than us. And the top side too, some bigger names are spending way more this year on online ads than, than we do. So that kind of channel got cut off, which you would think would be the logical step, you know, for during a pandemic, you can sell more online, but we were severely undercut and under budget. So um, our growth really honestly came from word of mouth. It's just people kind of seeing our stuff around. And I think that's actually been the biggest sell. We have a couple of, um, I know you kind of talked about influencers and ambassadors, but we have a couple of people kind of now repping our, our line and they've actually been very good in kind of like spreading the word of Teresia somehow and, you know, getting other people interested. So very cool. that's been, it's been an organic growth, I guess. Hey, I was spreading the love in Gatlinburg and Utah this year. Yeah. So. I love that video, by the way. I saw, I saw Gatlinburg. I would love to visit. It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so. on yeah, the it's Indy Pass nuts, too, which was nice. Yeah. Indy Pass is kind of crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice We've been huge Indie Pass proponents this year. I know I've been to yeah. like three or four places on the Indie Pass this year. I know Mario, oh, perfect. bold move going to Gatlinburg, which was looked like it was just a blast. And yeah, uh, nice. hey, we still got some winter left. I'm supposed to be going to Colorado next week, so I will have my my nice. Teresia, my my oh, no out there. Nice. So I'm hoping to to spread the love cool. out there as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rock it out. Oh no! Yeah, they, um, got, they got two feet of snow too. I think last weekend, which is pretty pretty sick. <laughs> they, they got they got so dumped on, and here Unless we had it like, all what? melts before you get there, Brian. Well, we had the melt here. We lost. Yeah. I had a, a friend who's got a house at Okemo. He texted me today. He's like, before last week, I had three feet of snow in my yard. I have a foot now. They actually wow. lost a foot of snow with all that 
that warm weather and yeah. uh, the rain. But you know, March March is mysterious. You know, we still got a couple more weeks. We might get the miracle March dumping at the end. So yeah. <laughs> staying positive, still have more skiing to do. Um, to back to Terracia though. So what would you say is the most challenging part about starting an apparel company? Because I know, I mean, I, I've thought about, again, like the Hawaiian shirts. Just, I, and I, right. I looked online for where to buy cloth and then I stopped. So I can't imagine just going through the process yeah. of, you know, you need zippers and buttons and, and put specific kinds of technical outerwear. Like, how does that all happen? Um, two things, I guess you either work with someone who is very experienced in industry and knows the entire operations chain for how to make stuff. Um, if you get into more technical cut and sew or waterproof materials, you kind of have to go to certain places to get that done, which is unfortunate reality of the industry right now. It's just, we kind of very relied on certain, um, factories kind of make our, our stuff, especially if you want to go kind of higher end. Um, so it, it is something where I learned the hard way, actually, uh, our first year we started, I, I didn't have much of a budget. So I had a designer that worked for me who was a part-time partly retired person who just kind of wanted to give us a favor. Essentially. I knew someone overseas, it was an agent in Hong Kong who worked for uh, a factory there in Vietnam and you know, they were able to connect me. And so I actually tried doing anything myself. So our first line, which we did was actually a result of kind of really me physically being hands-on of everything. And it was very, very stressful. Um, since then, I'm actually working with a partner now who does a lot of the handling of the overseas factory. And that's actually been a much, much smoother process. So my suggestion would be, unless you're familiar with all the nuances and pitfalls of the arena, it's like, I would say, try to work with someone that knows what they're doing, at least when you're starting out. And then down the road, you can kind of try, you know, like I'm, I might go back at some point, try to do it on my own. But for now, it's kind of working, working with the experienced partner. So that would be a lot of work just to get like one piece done. Right. And you probably like, oh, yeah. my God, I got well, one. I got something done. Right. Your $6,000 jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yes, it would. It would be. <laughs> but the most challenging part really is um, to be transparent. It's minimums for factory. So yeah. unfortunately, you, know, you think, oh, I'll just make 50 pieces of this. and It'll be great. No, it's like there are surcharges and surcharges on top of surcharges when you, the less you make oh, and wow. it's not even the stuff you make, but also the fabrics, the trims, the materials, everything has minimums. So, um, I've learned the hard way, especially in technical outerwear, it's a very expensive industry and it's a little bit, it was beyond my budget, honestly, somehow I made it through, but you know, we're kind of looking for that next step to scale and kind of grow since I think, you know, it's one of those things where the more you make, the higher the economies of scale are, you can actually save money. So very cool. So yeah, that's the most challenging part. So, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we kind of mentioned before, um, you know, collaborations, you know, I think, I think, no, is it North face doing something with like Gucci, Gucci? or something yeah. weird? You're seeing all these kind of crazy collabs happening. Is there yeah. any like dream collaboration you would love to have? Um, Ferrari, hmm. maybe. Wu Tang, like Wu Tang, yeah. Because you know, we talked to Jay Leventhal, and he said that's his dream collab to make skis with Wu Tang. That is pretty cool. We actually work with someone who does some videography for uh, Rough Riders, actually. So that's oh, really? kind of an interesting connection. That's awesome. um, you know, it's one of those things where there is a lot of potential to collaborate with some pretty big brands and other companies. Um, you know, for me, it's like 
depending on the kind of direction we go in the next year or two, we're not really in that kind of turning stage where we're like we're really setting our identity as a brand too. We'll kind of really determine who we kind of work with down the road. Like for now, I'd say like, you know, big companies like Red Bull that have a lot of pull can actually kind of get like, you know, attention uh, if we kind of have some collaboration with them, which I know they have existing sponsorships and all that while they're out of where that'll be kind of a big deal for me. But just anything kind of in that ski snow space, I think would really help us out. How about um, four locos? <laughs> I will Brian tell you, has I, a, I had an original Fort Loco and it knocked me out. That was rough. Brian has one he's afraid to open. I still fridge. have one in the fridge oh, in 2010. Yes. I think it's wow. going to explode. It might be a hazmat at this you point. You can probably sell that thing, actually. Pretty, <laughs> I, pretty good price. Dude, eBay, they have empty cans of Silk the original Road, for like it. 20 bucks. No way. Wow. <laughs> he's going to sell it on Silk Road. Silk Road, yeah. <laughs> You probably make your, it's probably a formula you can probably make your own but it's like that stuff is strong yes. I, I actually purchased that, it with yeah. yeah I purchased it back in 2010 with Mario at a convenience store in Virginia and some for some reason I didn't drink it it went all the way down North Carolina and came back <laughs> it's got a history it's that's uh, funny it's, it's moved three times like uh, it's well you know like, like for local for like using local like, jacket yeah. <laughs> could be for local collaboration. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, these collabs are a big deal now. Like you mentioned Gucci, where like you're like, what doesn't make any sense at all? But in some ways, in some sort of a weird way, it does. They're trying to differentiate. And for a long time, you go see North Face in a certain light. They're like, oh, they're just North Face, you know. But right, I I kind of see what they're trying to do in re 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 energizing their brand in some ways with something that completely stands out. And like whether you love it or hate it, it's a visceral emotion. You're like, oh god, or wow, it's, that's interesting. You know, it's like it's either one or the other. So I see what they're doing, and you know, it's one of those things where I think. Going forward, collaborations will be a big part of Teresia. It's just kind of, I can't really say who we want to work with at the moment, but it'll happen pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool because, like you said, maybe you like it, maybe you hate it, but you know what mm -hmm. happened. Like, you know, we, we know both knew about it. it was, it, you know? yep. It's a PR exactly. thing, and, right? Yeah. And my, my buddy, he actually was interviewing for a job at Nike, and I was like, ooh, I'm like... I want some Jordan five ski boots. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't exist obviously, but you know, perhaps yeah. it could happen. Like, I mean, would, there's been so many other weirder things. Louis Vuitton made skis last year. You know, why yeah. can't Nike mm -hmm. make air Jordan ski boots? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything's possible. Pumps. Pumps. Well, you know, like skis, skis and snowboards could be a nice collaboration too. I think there are a couple of companies that we would potentially work with to kind of make, you know, potentially some very limited edition Terracia skis. That'd be pretty sweet, I think. Nice. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, is there yeah. anything like you, you, like, I know you probably have your grand vision for what you want Terracia to be. Is there anything like you can kind of, you can see it doing in the next couple of years to get it to that spot? Um, for me, from a business perspective, it's really about opening accounts at this point. So we've seen the success right now in the current accounts that we're in. And, you know, we've seen a lot of actually, um, you know, Mike's done a fantastic job, by the way, in opening these accounts. We've actually seen some orders for this coming fall. And the problem is, we're such wow. a small company. We I don't even know if we can afford to make some of the stuff that we've... <laughs> people have ordered already in terms of volume because we really are that small but wow. it's made me really think it's all about scale so the more accounts we have the more we can plan ahead and in manufacturing it's really like for us it's like an 18 plus month cycle so we're actually planning right now for fall 2022 not even this fall so the fact we're getting some orders now is it's good um so for me the goal really is just to expand i think as into more stores and uh, getting more orders and and i think we have the potential because we have have seen good success for all our products across every single you know um uh product type so far 
That's awesome. And how far have you guys expanded out? You mentioned Killington was kind of where mm-hmm. you guys started out. Uh, is it mostly yeah. just the Northeast right now or are you in retail shops um, anywhere else? Yeah, just Northeast. Uh, so we're in a couple stores up there. Um, we have one store in New Hampshire uh, uh, called Ragged Mountain. And we're actually also in a store in Intrinsic Provisions down in Hingham, Mass, which is a really cool store. It's like more of an outdoor store, but they do carry like uh, Steo, for example. So um, it's, it's a pretty nice place. But I'm trying to look and expand strategically, too. And we have seen a lot of success in more of the boutique shops as well, not just pure ski, but like also places that carry, you know, um, or like winter lifestyle stuff, you know. So Patagonia's, Code Epoxies, uh, those type of brands. Oh, very nice. cool. Yeah. And then... I mean, you kind of mentioned Red Bull as one of your, uh, yeah. you know, a dream collab. Is there any dream celebrity athlete you'd love to have as your Terracia brand ambassador? Hmm. Dream and athlete, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's been a Red Bull. Um, the Red Bull guys actually swung by. We're in the uh, Teen Gravity store actually up in Killington right now. Uh, that's kind of like our showroom location where um, we can bring people there and show them our product collection. Um, you know, a couple of guys came by there, like some younger guys, like Zeb Powell. He won the uh, Knuckle Huck and X Games when snowboarding. I think he's oh, a pretty nice. cool guy. So nice. I'll say Zeb Powell. He's, he's a cool guy. Very cool. Yep. So, Eric, anything else you want to mention about Terracia? Uh, and where can people get all of your info? We mentioned terracia.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really it. And it's, it's really just our website. And, you know, if you email me or contact us, it's really just me. I'm, I'm both the CEO and the admin. So <laughs> I'm doing all the answering <laughs> for anyone. Uh, the phone number is just my phone. So just call me up. Um, but yeah, it's really, that's really the website at this point. But I think as we kind of grow, um, we do have plans to kind of go into like every territory. So like mentioning Colorado, West Coast, Northwest, Midwest, Atlantic, and South, you know, at some point we'll be kind of in a certain stores in every location. So eventually we'll have a kind of a map of kind of where you can find us and our products, which will be very exciting. Very, very cool. cool. And on the socials, this is Terracia. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is- uh, yeah, so this is Terracia was because Terracia apparently is taken by some person in, I think, Iran. <laughs> uh, so, oh, boy. But they, but they claimed it, but then the account got deactivated, but now no one can use Terracia. So uh, this is Terracia <sighs> is Iran. our... Yeah, some guy in Iran. But uh, this is Terracia, and on Facebook, we're just uh, Terracia. And uh, Twitter is, this is Terracia as well. Very cool. So T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com. Yep. Mm-hmm. So check them out. Eric, thank you so much for joining us, for telling us your story. And, you know, we're we're very proud and we're thankful that you are sponsoring our show. And we are spreading the Terracia love and wish you nothing but success going forward. Really, really appreciate it, guys. And thank you so much for having me on, on as well and repping, repping us. It really means a lot. And, you know, as a small brand, it's every little bit of recognition we can get is it's very helpful. Our so, our pleasure. And, and Mike is absolutely yeah. awesome. We love him yeah. and like him too. And shout out to yeah. Mike. I know he's gonna be listening. So <laughs> yeah, anything we could ever shout do to, to, to help help promote, just let us know. We're happy to do it. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll Thanks, be looking guys. out for the next uh any changes to the line. Yeah. We'll be we'll be we'll stopping some, you. We'll have some teasers coming out this summer into fall. But um, nice. you know, for right now it's all about planning and kind of making uh, making ends meet. So uh, we'll have some cool stuff pretty soon. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks yeah, so man. much, Eric. Awesome. Check it out. Hope you all enjoyed that. If you want more information, go to our website, skibumpodcast.com, and we'll have all the links there in the show notes. That wraps it up. Relatively quick episode. Thank you so much to Eric for joining us. 
you want more information from them, Teresia.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A.com. And hey, if you find something cool there you want to buy, use the code Teresia Bum for 15% off. Also, thank you to Valon, V-A-L-L-O-N dot S-C-O-R-E for sponsoring us. Eyewear, goggles, check them out. Use the code SKIBUM15 for 15% off. Check us out, SKIBUMPodcast.com. All the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at SKIBUMPodcast. Send us an email, SKIBUMPodcast at gmail.com. If you're out in Colorado this weekend, hopefully I'll find a way to find you. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys with a full episode again next week. Stay high, stay falutin'. See ya.